This is Glistening Particles, and I'm Jane, your host. I like to hear inspiring stories for people that I barely know and share them with you, and that's what we do here. I never know how it's going to go. I never know what they're going to say, but it's always a good story. Hey, listeners, you know how much I love this thing called podcasting, right? I might have said it one or 500 times on the show. Well, I found a new way to basically share this passion with others, and that's through podcast consulting. Do you have an idea for a podcast you're looking to get off the ground? Well, definitely get in touch because I would love to work with you to take your idea to launch and let you express yourself out in this world we call podcasting. So check it out at glisteningparticlespodcasting.com. Hey, listeners! In this episode, I'm talking with Nick DeSealhorst. Now, the best part about Nick is, uh, well, not the best part, but the interesting part about how I met him is that I was just simply calling a company called Backcountry to um, ask some questions about hats because I had to get a soccer hat for my son, Joe. You know, he has this vision disability. He has to wear a special hat and all that business. So I get to chatting with Nick. He's really curious about podcasts, you know, because I tell people about it all the time. And next thing you know, he's a guest. So here's Nick. Hey, Nick, welcome to Glistening Particles. Hey, Jane. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm, uh, I didn't think this was really going to happen. So when we were talking on uh, backcountry.com, where I was calling in about getting advice on a certain kind of hat for my son for soccer, and we got to talking about podcasting and we talked about having you on. I'm like, well, that will never probably happen. Yeah. And then we sort of talked about it some more. And then I'm like, well, that'll probably never happen. And then here you are. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm really excited to be on it. You know, it it was uh, one of the things that you really kind of have to make happen because yes. it's uh, come and go. You got, I had to sign up for Skype. You know, I had to make sure I got email and sign up for a time and really make it work out. But it's something that I'm really interested in. So I'm happy to make it happen. I'm glad you're here too. And so we should probably tell people part of the reason we were talking is you're interested in doing a podcast too someday. Yes, exactly. Right. So that's definitely one of the motivations to have me be on a podcast. This is my first time being on one and would love to start interviewing people and really mm -hmm. getting my own audio out in the world. Nice. Well, so far, if you can tell the listeners, it's not painful, right? No. Yeah. Super easy. <laughs> like, uh, if you have any passion that you want to talk about or talk with people, or you realize that you have really cool conversations with just your friends and you think it would be a fun recording for mm -hmm. other people to get value out of, I think it'll be an easy transition. It's amazing how, um, when you take the time to really talk to people and ask them about themselves, how interesting it gets so fast, you know? Yeah. And people have stories like there's actually, 
some where I've almost like screamed because I'm like, I can't believe the story is so cool or oh, wow. um, falling off my chair. That's almost happened a couple of times. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so tall stool, you should, I do not recommend a tall stool when you're almost going to yeah. fall off your oh, chair. No. But it's, <laughs> <laughs> so we're both at risk. But I think yeah. um, part of it is that as people get relaxed and start opening up, it's kind of like um, just waiting for that moment where all of a sudden you hear it. You just see the you just see them open up wide, and they're gonna just tell all their stories. That's the fun part yeah. of it. It's you never know when it's gonna happen. So let's start getting to know you a little bit. So backcountry, cool online shopping place for lots of cool outdoor things. Yeah, yeah. There's probably a better tagline than that, so maybe you can tell us what that is. Um, you know, we really sell anything outdoor recreation, and there's a huge movement right now of people buying lifestyle stuff. So we've got – it's really – I like to kind of describe it like REI times 10 because oh. they're limited to the brick-and-mortar store. We're all mm -hmm. online, so we just fill a warehouse and then sell it online. <laughs> So um, we sell all kinds of stuff. I get to talk to people about their kayak adventures, their hiking adventures. Mm. And then you talk to the, the weekend warrior mom who works nine to five and then gets out on the weekend for trail runs or skiing or whatever. So, uh, so do you have really to have cool special job. skills to do that work? Like, did you have to be an outdoors person to even work there? Yeah, I would say you have to have some qualifications to be um, in our position, which is an expert, a gearhead expert, which is uh, mine is skiing, winter sports. Uh -huh. and so I grew up skiing. It's the only thing that I've done since I was three years old. Uh, lived in Salt Lake my whole life and have grown up in the Wasatch. So I emphasized that and it was uh, kind of a small niche that they hadn't fulfilled yet, mm -hmm. which was surprising. Right. They have skier experts all over the yeah. place being in Salt Lake, but no, they really... Uh, took me on and I'm learning every day about new sports, fly really? fishing, and wow. like kayaking, and I'm getting into stand-up paddleboarding now because of it. Oh, I just tried that last year on the windiest nah, okay. day on the lake. It was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> Your balance? Not pro, <laughs> yeah. but I'm going to do it again. It didn't scare me away. That's actually a really cool sport yeah. because it's it's just different. I mean, I like to kayak too, but there it's a little bit different and it takes a lot more. Uh, it's like core work for sure yeah right yeah. like you can totally make it as hard or as easy as you want i was doing it on my knees the whole time like you know where you're you're on uh, your knees but you're like straight up not like yep. like sitting down oh my god my quads by the time i was done we're just shaking i'm like yeah i need to do something different <laughs> yeah no kidding <laughs> i have some you development like a... to do in the quad area i guess <laughs> sure so sure. um with skiing uh so utah that's where everybody loves to ski right yeah. Yeah. Best snow on earth is what we claim. <laughs> so do you, so were you out today? Were you out today skiing? No. So sadly we haven't had enough snow yet to really get the resorts open. Mm -hmm. They're bright and open today. So one resort has opened. I think Park City is going to open after Thanksgiving. And oh, really? The rest will follow. So Okay. I didn't know their yeah. season started that late for some reason. I guess it makes sense. Because ours hasn't changed. started. They were supposed to, or they were slated to open about a week ago, but oh. we just haven't had the snow. Huh. Interesting. So are you like a um, trick skier or a snowboarder or straight downhill? What's your deal? Uh, I would say I'm a big mountain skier. So it's skiing oh. off the runs and, mm. you know, the bumps off cliffs, through the trees. Oh, sure. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up 
<laughs> not having a park at my home mountain. They had one every every other year or so, mm-hmm. but uh, so learned a few spins, but never became uh, the main kind of skiing that I did. Mm-hmm. I could see how it would influence me if I grew up on a park, but right. I grew up uh, in some bigger mountains with some cliffs and trees. So that's where I perfected that craft. So, okay, I can't, first of all, I've never skied. I think sure. it's beautiful and amazing, but I've never done it. I I have a feeling if like kneeling on the stand-up paddleboard was, you know, challenging me, you know, flying fast down a hill on skis would be not my thing right now. But yeah. what was it like, like the first time you went off one of those cliffs? Like, I'd like to understand what that's like. Oh, man. A mixture of pure bliss, exhilaration, and terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's funny to think now when I'm skiing and doing those kind of things, mm-hmm. how my body reacts to coming into the the jump or the cliff. Mm-hmm. It's it's a sort of confidence that I've know I've done it, muscle memory. I know I'm gonna be correct and land right. But that those first few times, you're uh-huh. just you've seen a few ski movies and you want to look right. like those guys. So <laughs> you just throw yourself off and hope it works. <laughs> so did it ever not work? Oh, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone you want to share? <laughs> yeah, they say that uh, if you don't fall, you're not trying. So ah, okay. I've, I've definitely fallen a few times. But there's been a few, um, you know, knock on wood instances where I really could have been crippled of sorts, mm-hmm. you know, really been damaged for years. But mm-hmm. I wear a helmet. Um, I went off a cliff one time. And it was early season, hadn't spotted the landing, which you should always do. <laughs> Ski the run first and then go off the cliff the next ah, run. Okay. But there was a big rock in the landing and miraculously was able to just land on my right ski mm-hmm. and left ski popped off. <laughs> oh, wow. so it took me a while to find it, but um, was able to kind of hold it together and then do a few tomahawks and <laughs> end What's up a tomahawk? at the bottom. What's a uh, head over heels, so crashing. Oh, okay. And head over heels <laughs> once or twice. <laughs> I thought maybe it was some sort of like a you know a suave maneuver, but no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Quite the opposite. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but there's a few of those when you really like you look back, everything slows down really slowly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your life's going at slow motion, and another time. Again, coming into it blindly, unintelligent. Uh-huh. But there's a, a huge branch shooting across like oh. right where I'm supposed to be going. So that time I really look back on and have have no idea mm. how I got over it because I went back the next I swear it was the next run, but recently the same day and looked at what I had done mm-hmm. and had was in disbelief. Like wow. there, it seemed impossible to have jumped over it. I didn't, I definitely didn't go under it because I would have remembered it. Do you have those miracle moments though? Like where you think something, there was some divine intervention that got you through it. I've had those and not in skiing obviously, but in plenty of situations in life where I'm like, how did that just, how did my, like I I was spinning like through in ice doing like full 360s about to crash into a car one time and I just went like smoothly past it. I'm like, how did that even happen? Oh, you know? man. Yeah. Oh, I feel like some instances skiing, but 
a few more in the car. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, well, we're probably because we spend more time in the car, but yeah, I've had a few of those in yeah. the car too. Yeah, yeah I mean, driving up the canyon early morning. I was a ski patroller three seasons ago, and uh, uh, I did get in an accident, but the roads were so slippery. Mm-hmm. Um, my car just lost control, and coincidentally, if I hadn't hit the car, I would have gone straight into this huge ditch with like uh, just mm-hmm. jagged tree branches, right. and it probably would have been much worse. But ended up hitting the back quarter panel of this woman's car who was bringing her daughter down to school that day. And, uh, we both walked out. Okay. But yeah, sometimes I've, I've seen that happen in our own family. We're hitting the car was the better, the better case, the better scenario of the two. Yeah. You yeah. wouldn't think so. Yeah. So aside yeah. from skiing, what else do you like to do? Um, I'm an avid trail runner. I have a three-year-old dog and we love to get out on the trail. You know, Mm -hmm. I definitely do it to keep him healthy, but it's a good peace of mind. I grew up playing lacrosse and Mm -hmm. the last few years trail running, I've gotten into it. But before Mm -hmm. that, uh, running was my sports punishment. (laughs) So (laughs) I I really liked to run. But doing it with my dog, I think really got a whole new passion. What kind of dog is it? He's a golden retriever blue healer mix. Mm, I like it. Is he there? He is, yeah. <laughs> he's, uh, he's lying. Where is he? I don't see him. He's all black. Oh, he's all black? That's his, that's his black. Oh, I see his, I see his backside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said golden retriever, so I was looking for gold because I have a golden retriever. I saw, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's fun. The, the healer tree. There he is. There oh, he is. he's so cute. <laughs> Yeah, who knows what we're talking about? Him. What's his name? His name's Koa. Say again. Koa, K-O-A. Okay, got it. Yeah, so Funny. I picked him up. I remember outside of Ogden, <laughs> and um, was trying to think of positive affirmation names. Uh-huh. I really believe, like you know, naming him a certain thing and then bringing him into an environment in a certain way will really create who he is. Oh. So Koa means bold, brave, and fearless in Hawaiian. Okay. And then uh, I don't really like naming dogs with a middle name, but his middle name is Katori, <laughs> which is uh, a native tribe name for spirit. So brave, oh. bold, and fearless spirit. Wow. I like that. You want to yeah, hear a really weird co- coincidence? Sure. I just interviewed a musician from Hawaii yesterday named Ko. Oh, wow. I know. <laughs> That's so cool. Oh, man. Let me get back and listen to that. that freaky cool. Yeah. Just like Ko and Koa and from yeah. Hawaiian and all that. Yeah. It's crazy. Such a small, yeah. weird world, you know, how everyone's entwined, you know. It really is. Yeah. So, okay. So trail running, it's so beautiful there, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's why I'm still here. Yeah. I'm a big <laughs> follower. Went to school here. <laughs> I'm a big follower of Melissa Hartwig. She did the whole thirty program. Have you ever heard of that? It's like a. I recognize the name. I'm yeah. not sure why. So she's always out hiking in Utah, and it's always she calls it church. You know, when she's out there, that's okay. That, yeah, that makes- and she made, has so many beautiful like pictures on her Instagram from there and all that. So I haven't been there, but I just well, actually, you know what? I have. I was to Salt Lake. Is it Salt Lake? No, no, no. Where Word Perfect used to be, like 150 years ago. It's probably before <laughs> your time. 
Anyway, I was out there a long, 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 long time ago uh -huh. and uh, for just for work, though. So I saw like nothing. But um, yeah, it, for, when I flew in, it looked lovely. I, it was just cool flying over Salt Lake. And you just can't imagine how big it is. You know, how big all that. Yeah. yeah. It's surprising. Yeah. The, flying in, though, you sometimes get a glimpse of our inversion, which is the real big downside of living here. What's that? The inversion. So we live in a valley surrounded uh -huh. by beautiful mountains. Right. But that leads to, you know, a natural phenomenon, which the native tribes would call, it, I think they called it like Smoky Valley or, yeah, it was like Smoky Valley. Mm -hmm. And now that valley gets filled up with pollution. And oh, so, yeah, oh. it's, it's really bad. Wow. I didn't know that. Is that, so that's, and yeah. that's where the city is? Mm -hmm, yep. Oh, I didn't know that. Right hmm. in the heart of it. Wow. <laughs> but if you go up to Park City or up in the canyons, uh -huh. up Big Cottonwood or Little Cottonwood, you get out of it. So yeah. Well, she's up state. somewhere when she takes her pictures. It's way up, way up, you know, high altitudes, but so beautiful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So have you ever got, gone skiing anywhere outside of Utah? I have. I've gotten a chance to go up to Colorado and steamboat. Oh, yeah. Was it different? Like a lot different? It was. It was. Yeah, snow is totally different. Mm -hmm. um, terrain's very different. Trees are different. It's it's really cool to get a chance to try out a different area. And they had a, a bigger terrain park, and I was pretty young, so it was fearless. Oh, so super fun! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, went awesome, crazy things. Actually, uh, one of my memories there was, I think I had just. So I skied really young and mm -hmm. then went over to snowboarding when I was like seven till I was like 11, mm -hmm. transferred back to skiing. And I want to say we did this trip when I was like 13. So okay. I was like two years back into skiing and uh, really confident, had some really fast skis mm -hmm. and went off this jump. And I swear my feet, my head was where people's feet were on oh, wow. the, uh, the oh. lift. And there were two guys on the lift just hooting and hollering uh -huh. as I proceeded to land on the flats and blow up oh no <laughs> hard landing. that was another one of those times yeah yeah <laughs> so how's how's he doing over there is he settled back down yeah he's, okay he's mellow. so okay so trail runner uh skier and now interested in becoming a podcaster so tell me a little bit about what your interest is like what kind of a podcast format do you want to have what do you want to talk about and that kind of thing so I've been listening to uh, Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk. Oh, I love him. And he's just him. the coolest guy. Totally. So inspiring. And so my idea of a podcast is really just creating like an audio experience. I'm going to go into the other room. People are getting home. Okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so creating the Nick DeSealhorst or some name of some sort. <laughs> audio experience. It's got to be Nick D. Where, so it's like Gary V. Yeah. It's got to be Nick D. You know that, <laughs> That's right? That's what I think too. And then you, <laughs> you say it's D-E, not just D. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, because I think the way the world's moving and mm -hmm. audio is just becoming such a cool thing for people to do that one, I don't want to pigeonhole myself into an area and uh -huh. That really just gives me so much excitement to talk to other people mm -hmm. about so many different things. It, I don't feel like I'll be limited right. and have the ability to interview anyone or just start recording mm -hmm. when something's happening and really just kind of 
see where that takes me and then put that into a podcast. Right. Do you think you'll talk to, like, you'll start with people in a certain, like one of the things that people asked me when I was starting to do the show, and it was really, it's been my premise from the start, and I don't, I will never change it. And the whole idea is that um, I don't want a demographic. I want to talk mm-hmm. to people from all walks of life that are doing things that they love and are lit up about, about life, you know, are very, right. um, just have a lot of energy about, about living and, and serving and being in the world and participating yeah. and doing whatever their thing is. So maybe they're an artist or they're a skier or they're, you know, they're writers or whatever. It could be anything. Um, and so it's, it's weird because people keep saying, well, what's your demographic? And you, I, I'm like, I don't have one. So I just have to keep sticking to inspired people. And, exactly. and I think it's harder, like the, the harder thing about that is it's harder to advertise or get like, uh, you know, you know, like even going after on social media, trying to get people more interested in the show. It's mm-hmm. a little trickier because you can't like try to target people who are skiers or can't try to target people who are painters because mm-hmm. it's all over the place. But so far it's working and I don't have any plans to change it. But people often will ask you that right from the start. Well, what's it going to be about? So you want to do kind of a wide open? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Like you were saying, um, just talking to passionate people. Yeah. want to hear about where they're from. You know, I think thinking now, obviously, I have this optimistic. Yeah. I'm super optimistic. Me but too. <laughs> I don't know if you picked up you know, on that. <laughs> everyone's going to want to share everything with me, of course. Right, right, right. <laughs> but really find out people's stories, like you were saying. Right. Where where did you come from? What gave you the inspiration to do what you're doing? Mm-hmm. Who are your parents? Like, uh, right. like, I really like how Gary Vee just starts out with, you know, he was an immigrant, mm-hmm. came to this country with his parents, lived in a tiny apartment and right. helped his dad build a business and realized he was an entrepreneur at six years old and has mm-hmm. been doing it ever since. But so finding people's stories, I think mm-hmm. is fascinating. So, um, okay, so I'm going to turn the tables on you since you want to be a podcaster. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to ask a couple questions? Sure. Okay. I'll see if I can feel not nervous to answer. (laughs) All of a sudden, I'm like, oh, wait, what am I doing? (laughs) Um, I would love to hear your inspiration for kind of breaking the norm of staying true to a nine to five job, just doing that. And then, you know, like you're saying, make mm-hmm. more meals, work out more, just kind of putting your head down, working, and then doing that. What, what made you break out of it and want to start something for yourself? Oh, that's a good question. It was sort of a, um, it was a slow process. And I think the biggest thing was finally finding my own voice, finally deciding that, you know, I was, I grew up in the era that I grew up in with the people, I, with my family and that. I just felt really compelled to follow kind of the standard path, you know, of, you know, college, meet someone, get married, buy a house, have a baby. I'm trying to make sure I have it in the right order. You know what I mean, generally yeah, speaking. Yeah, yeah. And get a career because that's what you do. Yeah. And even though all of those things were very fulfilling, I just felt like something was missing. And, mm-hmm. um, and what happened, oh, I mean, a couple cool things happened. So one of the things was I started, I joined this site called the Oasis, which was, if you know, like philosopher's notes with Brian Johnson, he's kind of a cool guy who does, now he's doing something called optimize, 
But basically, he created this like four years ago, I think three or four years ago, a social media site called Oasis where people could, it was like like Facebook, but not. So the whole idea was to have higher conscious conversations and like really learn how to speak authentically and even disagree, but in a way that was respectful of each other. And um, a lot of positive messages and things like that, but not just like, oh, have a good day, you know, hang in there. It was more like Mm -hmm. really trying to look at your life in a deeper way. And on there, I think is when I started to find my voice because I didn't really know anyone and I was rather anonymous. You know, I didn't have my whole name on there. And Mm -hmm. all of a sudden I felt this like, wow, I can just completely be me and not worry about what anybody thinks or if it's going to be right or wrong. Or it was just like cracked open something new in me. And once I started doing that, I started writing about when I would meet people like out in the world And I I started a blog called Random Acquaintances and wrote about, you know, like just short, you know, multi-paragraph stories about those encounters, like how you meet someone and you know that there was some special meaning for that meeting because you kind of know you've changed just from like a a five-minute conversation with a stranger. And then I realized I want to talk more with them. (laughs) So uh, I started, I don't know, it was weird. It was this weird parallel too, like... I would start learning something new personally. Like I learned how to do, for example, animations like voiceover and then do voiceovers for fun Uh, for something uh, for personally. uh, And then that I ended up doing that for work. And then I started learning more about how to make better audio. And then personally, then I started, it was like my real job and my exploration in life kind of just kept, um, oops, crossing paths with each other and getting better, like leveling up. And so like now I even do podcasts for work. So it's kind of cool. Like I was able to bring that. That's incredible. I know, I know. So it's, um, it was really finding my voice and then not giving up on it. So the coolest part of the whole story is not only do I have this show, which I love, and I meet all these people who have like expanded my mind beyond yeah. what I could imagine, you know, like even on the Oasis, that's where I met a lot of people around the world. Like I'm talking to, you know, a 25 year old girl in Serbia and we're like, oh my God, it's like you're my sister. Like I know you, like I know the person every day in my life, you know? And so that's what got me more curious about people. I'm a long-winded answerer, so keep that in mind. When you're a podcaster, you kind of have to like get people to move on. (laughs) Oh yeah. Uh, So what happened was once I found my voice, I couldn't stop. And then it just, I don't know, it was... um, I just wanted to hear more stories and share them more. You know what I mean? It was like, it just became who I am. Now it's who I am. And what's, it's given me, it's been so empowering. Like everything in my life has changed from this. So at my job, like I said, I do podcasting there now, but I do things that I never imagined I would be doing five years ago because I just keep bringing, I'm like, I'm more innovative and creative there because I'm lighting up my brain outside of work. Like that's, that's the biggest thing. Like, I was the person who, you know, went to work, commuted to work, got home, you know, got the kids taken care of, did what I needed there, made dinner, cleaned up and sat on the couch and watched TV. <laughs> never, yeah. never did anything to grow my brain. It was like this right. like like hamster wheel every day. And then the weekend was clean, clean the house and get all caught up. And, mm-hmm. and um, now it's like every day, if I don't feed my brain, like feed that like hunger of learning, yeah. I get like, I get angsty. I'm like, okay, 
I, I like, I just found this gotta, book. Gotta it's got a book. Something. I'm like, I need to read this book. I need yeah. to do something. I need to talk to someone who's going to talk about something like my favorite neuroscience or, um, you know, travel or whatever. And uh, it's, it's just exciting. Like you can see your brain lighting up all the time, you know? Yeah, I totally get that. So kind of stemming back to the start <laughs> of it, never, um, would you say you now have a, uh, an elevated confidence? And if so, would you say before doing this, you had to kind of develop a certain level of confidence? Have you always had that confidence to mm -hmm. kind of do this? So talking to people who maybe feel like, you know, oh, it's just not for me. I'm just not willing to put myself out into the world or I don't have that that confidence. How, yeah. how would you say you've always been kind of confident? Um, I, I haven't been. I wasn't confident. In fact, it scared the like it scared the heck out of me of going on video. In fact, uh, the first time I did like for a conversation like this, you know, uh, I think I almost threw up. I mean, I was so freaked yeah. out of being on video. And then I was doing videos for work. It was like, uh -huh. like I would just get over that one fear. It was a fearless thing. It was getting over that one fear. So, what I think did it though, really, really, the key, the key to getting to getting the confidence, is being completely authentic. Because mm -hmm. people think, like I used to think, like I cared so much about what everybody else thought of me oh, that I was just that. like uh, paralyzed. Like, mm -hmm. I didn't even know who I was anymore. I'm like, oh, they like me to be like this, so I'll be like that. And they like me to be like ah, this. And it's not even like yeah. anyone was telling me. It's just that was my the way my head worked, you know? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. The, so once I learned to go, yeah, I, I'm kind of broken here. I kind of screwed up there. And this is where I totally fall on my face. And and then sometimes I get up and everything goes really awesome. And I just kind of was real. It was uh -huh. Once I did that. It, the confidence came with it because it's when we're yeah. pretending that we don't have confidence when we're right because you just you yeah. know, you're always waiting for someone to find that out right. and to you know peek, up, peek beneath the cover and go oh yeah there you are you know it's like yeah. no i'm like yep here i am uh you can <laughs> see it it's all this yeah. <laughs> yeah that's really cool um so my next question was on merging your podcast and this business with the business you do nine to five or, you know, mm -hmm. what your normal job is. Is there any kind of conflict there? Like, uh, do you have your podcast business and then do they pay you or are you doing it for free for your other job? Or like, is there some kind of HR conflict there? Oh yeah. Yeah. So when I'm doing podcast work for my work, work, my job, uh -huh. my day job, it's on their time at their office, all that kind of stuff. So um, it, my my background is IT, right? Shocked mm -hmm. you on that one, right? <laughs> it's helpful, though, in figuring out, out all this podcast technology. I'm sure. <laughs> this is kind of fun anyone. being on the other side of it. <laughs> I like it. It's <laughs> I'm really having cool. a good time, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's really cool. Um, so, yeah, I've thought about doing really very similar to what you're doing, but it seems like it's going to be a conflict of interest because I would like to create uh, weekly like five minute videos of me going into our gear room that we have for employees to uh -huh. try the gear that we have uh, we sell uh -huh. so I would love to go in there and talk about gear you know really have like these on hands videos for people to refer uh -huh. to so when they're buying a product they can look at it see me putting it on talking about different features and fabrics and functions and um, 
I really want, I really think that would be a crucial next step for the company's gearhead program is kind of evolving into this try on fitting room kind of thing. And then, and then also use the podcast audio form to interview different experts and learn about different sports and stuff. So Um, I think it's an amazing idea. So after being on your website and trying to figure out what hat would be right for my son Mm -hmm. for soccer, that would have been super helpful to have someone just try on 10 hats and show me like what worked about each of them. And it, you know, what might be cool, kind of like how I told you how I did some things for my day job. And then I do some things in my hobby after work thing. And like they kept crisscrossing. Maybe you could start it there and it would start to build your skills uh-huh. Like your, you know, get your kind of your style, not yeah. skills as much, but your style. And then, style then you can start like um, trying it out for like longer, longer venue podcast episodes, you know, like, yeah. I think that would be a great way to do it. Plus, I mean, even some of those people could be your guests on your, on your podcast because they probably have great stories being all yeah. you know, gear heady and stuff like that. Yeah, that would be, <laughs> I think that's uh It'll did, be... someone, did someone just come in the room? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, brought me some bread. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. But uh, I think that'll it'll be a really fun conversation to have with uh, my managers and yeah. upper upper people just to see what they think about it because right. the company's really pretty new and they're doing all these new things to be relevant and. Uh, oh, I would totally do that. I would in, totally so. do that. I mean, cool. even like having a, do you guys have a blog on there right now? I don't believe we do. Yeah. So like you could do, you could call it a, a video blog or a vlog or whatever, but I mean, that kind yeah. of thing would be awesome. It would get you a lot of attention mm-hmm. and bring people to your store, especially since you have all those great, great, great products. Yeah, In fact, exactly. they might want to advertise on my show. I bet they will. Right? <laughs> yes. Because well, actually, I have no demographic, and they have, like, everybody wants to do outdoor things. So Exactly. And they even cater to people who are just looking to take a stroll around the cold That's neighbor. true. That's true. So um, what do you think is the biggest obstacle to getting started for you in doing something like this? I think purely just getting started. It, okay. This was a huge first step. <laughs> were you I because you I, were nervous or you just what w- was the barrier? I think I, I was just complacent. You know, okay. I was really comfortable in my job mm-hmm. uh, with some, you know, friends who I've had for a long time who you know, may or not be good for me. Uh-huh. That <laughs> I just fall into the routine of, you know, I'd rather just do this and mm-hmm. not try and pursue new things, learn new things, try new things. But that's a very small part of me. The other part of me is that's ridiculous. Uh-huh, right. <laughs> in 20 years, when you look back, that's going to be a regret. And right. so have no regrets, do everything yeah. that sounds like a good idea and may as well just try it out. Right. And you know, it's, um, it's like super rewarding once you get going on it. And it, for me, I was, I wanted to do it for a long, like probably like six months. I was like, you know, playing with it in my head. I started doing some demo tapes just with people and, had to find my format. It took me like Mm -hmm. four or five recordings to kind of find really the format that I wanted. And then I sort of stalled out a little bit. Um, My dad passed away and I was like stalled out. And then, Mm. and then his birthday was coming up and I'm like, you know what? That show is going to go live on his birthday. This was in July and his birthday was in August. And 
It did. On the day of his birthday, it hit iTunes. So it was like, it was a super, it was like the most magic. You know what I mean? To be able to make that happen for that day. And then once I started, there was just no stopping. Yeah. That's the thing. It's um, like I, uh, you know, after living a lot of years uh, eating kind of crappy food and watching lots of TV and having this hamster wheel thing, I mean, for anybody, anybody who's listening and for yourself too, I mean, Every day that we can live feeling like super joyful is so worth it. I mean, I like even my day job, I literally love it. It's like, it's different. I mean, yeah, now that I'm doing this, I would love to do this full time, obviously. And, and one, yeah. one day I will. One day it'll be what I do. But um, yeah. but I still love that my day job. And I love it because I keep growing in it and finding ways to be creative in it. And that's really the thing. I, whenever we can use our brains and be creative and um you know, have that innovation, I think it makes mm-hmm. a big difference, you know? Yeah. And, and like you, like you did in your job, take, take a passion that you want to do outside of work and then uh, work it into your day yeah. job. Just yeah. really asking. I think, I think a lot of people, you know, I have no idea cause I'm myself and I live in my own head, right. but <laughs> we'll stop before even asking because right. we're afraid of the no, you know, I did some door to door sales, mm-hmm. uh, selling, nutrition supplements uh-huh. and so I think that helped me get over no's right and really like almost look forward to the no because the more no's you get the closer you are to a yes yeah there's a salesman in you aren't isn't there <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but it is like and the no it's the other thing is not to take it personally people say no to me yeah. and I'm like okay you know that's cool um yeah, yeah the no's aren't as bad but but if you don't go out there and try, that's the thing. You'll just never get any of it. So you have exactly. to try. Yeah, yeah I was listening fun. to uh, Joe Rogan's podcast, actually, and he was talking to uh, – um, I forget who he was talking to. I just spaced it. George Carlin? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, he was just mentioning how, like, the theory of, like, a running back plowing into the back of somebody, there's no hole, but he's going to continue to run there. So if a hole does open, mm-hmm. he's going to blow right through and – you know, be going through. Right. But if you're not charging into the back of that guy moving forward, if right. a hole opens up and then closes, you're not going to have the time to take advantage of it. Well, you know, that's the thing. Since I started this show, I've felt like it's the door to something next. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. Yeah. But I've always like from the minute I started, I'm like, I don't know if this is my thing. But I know that there's. I have to do this because there's some place I'm going that's going to be there on the other side yeah. of it, and uh, that's a pretty motivating thing, you know. And part of it is I'm like you. I'm like such an optimist, such like an optimist. always, ha- always half full, always, always, yeah. always. And um, I think a while back, like last year, I had like three days of what I would call all out depression, and I'm like, holy shit, this is hard stuff, you know. And oh, I don't mean to make yeah. light of it, but like. I didn't, I have, I've had no inkling of what that's like. Cause I'm every day like, Oh, sunshine, you know? And Oh, yeah. Oh, there's, I have a challenge. I used to be like, all right, it's Monday. Yeah, <laughs> Not as it's much so hard anymore. to be empathetic <laughs> with people who have to deal with that on a regular basis oh, because my horrible. brain chemistry doesn't. Yeah. Fortunately, isn't like that. So. Right. I'm so grateful oh, for that. Man. Yeah. So grateful. Yeah. So grateful. So, uh, when are, what do you know what you're going to call your show yet? Have you thought about that? Um, no. Okay. 
if well, it's yeah. with backcountry and doing something like that, I'm yeah. sure I'll have like kind of a team that'll help me create some kind of name for it, or yeah. it'll just be, you know, gearhead experience or, you know, actually the gear closet. Oh, I like that. Oh, yeah, I like that actually a lot. The things you really need to think about, like people get really stuck on a certain step. Like I don't know what equipment to use. You know, it's mm-hmm. super simple. You can see here I have a hundred dollar mic. And I have my iPhone earbuds and we're using Skype and I have a MacBook, you know, mm-hmm. pretty simple. And I have yeah. some, I have some higher tech stuff too, that I use when I go and do in person. It's a little bit different, but even then it doesn't okay. have to be super high tech. Like I'm trying to think, uh, yeah, I have a lot, I have a lot of mics, <laughs> went mm-hmm. a little mic crazy, but it's not that hard to get started. Like people think, oh, I'm going to need a thousand dollar mic. You can get a decent enough mic to do a podcast for under a hundred for a hundred bucks um software wise you know there's it's super simple there's tools to do where to you know store your podcast there's easy tools like GarageBand or audacity to do your editing editing is super simple um especially for the kind i do i typically don't cut anything out of the middle i mean it's like i cut off our talk at the beginning when we were chit-chatting and getting to know each other and i cut off what we'll do at the end and that's about it unless Unless I, well, like, unless like an episode four or five where I said, right, like 170 times, uh-huh. <laughs> it's a drinking game episode. You know, everyone, she said it again, you know, everyone drink. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> like, I didn't even know I said that word that much. I'm like, right, right. You know? I can see how that being like a, <laughs> something that doesn't come up regularly and you listen to yourself. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like about a thousand times. I know I do that too. So, yeah. so that part isn't bad. And I use Blueberry to host my um, all my content, and they're very reasonable and they're amazing at support. And you know, so to get just the basic things set up: a website, the content where you're going to store your content. You know, you throw up your social media and all mm-hmm. that. It's really not that hard. And then you just and the other thing that's so cool about podcasting is you can completely suck at the beginning. You really can. Mm-hmm. And every episode you get better. So I've got about 60, 65 just went up on Monday. And like I can totally tell the difference between the first one and the, and the most current one. But yeah. but that's okay. The main thing if you're going to start is just have pretty good sound quality. Like if you have sound right. quality and it's like there's a ton of background noise, no one's going to want to listen, you know, unless yeah. you're like in a diner and that's what you plan to do. But but if you just have like a lot of, you know, static, that'll mm-hmm. annoy people. Or like I'm doing, I'm wearing my vest and I think I keep moving. So I'm going to have all this vest static to take care of later. Right. But it's not that bad. You see, I guess I just wanted to mention that to you and anyone listening. It's pretty easy to get going. Pretty yeah. Low and cost. have you heard of the app Anchor? I have. Actually, I did a little promo on that. Yeah. I've thought of just kind of you know, dipping my toes into the audio yeah. world by starting one of those. So they're two minutes, right? I have no idea. They're two minutes, two minute podcasts. Yeah. Okay. I'll yeah. Like that's, that's really short. <laughs> <laughs> that's really short. Yeah, I know. Barely. I was thinking of using it for a while there. If it really took off, I was going to use it as a promo site. You know how like on Instagram you can do like a, a little video clip with some audio and, 
like right. use that for promo, but I was going to use Anchor for that. But I, I don't know. It hasn't, from what I've seen, it hasn't really taken off yet. Yeah, you know? I think it's pretty slow. I mean, even a better place is YouTube because everybody searches things up on yeah. YouTube. So do it there, even if you're doing it with one picture on a video. So you just have your audio with one picture. Uh-huh. It's yeah. still it's still a good place and it's free. You know, you can do that for free. Yeah. Do the Gary V and you just make a, a vlog and then you right. can translate the audio to a podcast. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That would be fascinating. Too. I know. I saw this one with him and Jewel. Did you see that interview? No. Oh my God. You have to, you have to watch it because first of okay. all, she is so incredibly articulate. I want to be Jewel. That's what I thought after I saw that. I'm like, wow. okay, I want to be, I want to be like Jewel. That is, and I would have never known that if I wouldn't have watched that. Not that I didn't That's think so she could be articulate. I just had never seen her in a conversation like that. Okay. She was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Check that one out. What's your what's your favorite um what are your favorite podcasts? Can you name one or two besides Gary V and and Jay Ro- Joe Rogan? Yeah, so I started out with Joe Rogan. Um that really got me into the world of it. Moved on to Aubrey Marcus. Really it's just every podcast. Mm-hmm. If I listen to a guest they have and I like them and they uh-huh. mention they have a podcast, I'll jump on that. So Aubrey Marcus learned a lot about plant medicine and oh, health nice. and nutrition. Um, kind of delved into that pretty mm-hmm. deep. And then he ended up interviewing Gary V and listened to Plus Gary V. that way. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I've been listening to him pretty regularly. Nice. Um, haven't branched out too much. I've listened to a few like This American Life and um, mm-hmm. Happiness or uh, I feel like it is Two Sisters. Um, there are so many. There's, there's like so 350,000 and yeah. it kind of deters you from like, well, do I even start? But it's okay because there's room for everyone. There's just, exactly you know, so yeah. everyone will find their thing and they'll listen to it or they won't. And right. in the meantime, just have fun doing it, you know? Exactly. I mean, isn't it cool to think like a hundred years from now or a thousand years from now, people will be able to come back and listen to stories of our era from real people talking. Yeah. It's kind of freaky. <laughs> I know. It's cool though. Know, yeah. We don't have that from a hundred years that ago. Time, maybe, you know, it'll be archaic. <laughs> I know, I know, but it'll be like this kind of, I mean, they'll probably be overwhelming, but it'll be this <laughs> yeah, kind exactly. of history that, that we don't have access to in our life from a hundred years yeah. ago, you know, in a sense, right. you know, give you a total real sense of what things were going on. Yeah. Hearing the voices and yeah. What people talked about. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So um, where can people find you so that they can keep track of you when you start your show? Um, so I've got Instagram, Nick DeSeal. It's N-I-C-D-E-S-E-E-L. That's my Instagram handle. Um, I think that might be the same as Facebook, but Instagram is really the one I use mostly. I think it's the same as Snapchat too. I don't use that as much. It's pretty fun to <laughs> play with the Snapchat filters. But, it is. It is um, definitely. So yeah. that I would really drive to Instagram and then... Okay. You can email me at ndeselhorst, which is N-D-E-S-E-E-L-H-O-R-S-T at backcountry.com. And uh, can help you out anywhere, anywhere there. You were totally such a help for me. I think I ended up ordering like five hats and one one ended up really working. So he... I remember he, that. Yeah, he had to have the kind that would... Um, the brim had to be soft so that if he, yeah. you know, was on the soccer field when, with his vision, he needs to have light blocked. So it was, yeah, it worked out really well. 
And then, of course, after we ordered those, we found two of the other ones that he had that we couldn't find for like a year. You know how that is. That's hilarious. I know. It's always like that. Well, it has been really, really fun um, both uh, interviewing you and playing playing guests with you. So that was really fun. (laughs) Thanks for doing this. This was really insightful and very exciting. Good. Thanks for coming. And great to meet you through calling a support line at an online store how cool yeah how cool i know we need That's to do more like of that meeting you in person too, i know video. i know i know it's so cool i know it the world really today cool. we're so lucky yeah all right well take care and keep me posted and when you're ready to talk about getting your show up you know that i will be there to help okay i will yeah okay. thank you so much jane yep bye All right. Well, that took a twist, didn't it? I didn't expect to be receiving questions as we went into that, but it was really fun. And I love that people are getting excited about creating their own podcasts. In fact, Nick and I have been talking even more since then, and he's moving it along. And I'm so excited for him because we do. We need to get our voice out there. And I should mention here, if anyone is interested in starting a podcast, I am more than happy to help and give some initial advice, and I even do consulting, so please come check me out at glisteningparticlesconsulting.com. But meanwhile, let's talk back about Nick. Uh, I love the fact that he has such a passion for Utah and for outdoors, and that he's looking at taking that into a conversation with people. And who doesn't need somebody to talk about gear? I mean, I couldn't even figure out which hat to buy. It was super helpful, so um, we will definitely share that out as soon as he has it up and running. Thanks for listening, everyone. Talk to you next time. So, are you following your passion, inspiring people, and willing to share your story? Then find me, because that's what I do. And remember, keep up with all the news by visiting glisteningparticles.com and signing up for the newsletter where you'll get the inside scoop on where I'll be wandering next, some guest updates, and the latest random acquaintance story. For up-to-the-moment shenanigans, follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you see me post from down the road at your local diner, be sure to drop everything and come say hi, because I love to meet the listeners. Until next time, keep shining. Keep shining.